It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, my name's Ian Begley. You're watching the NBA Exchange with Dexter Henry. What's good, everybody? Hope everybody is doing well. Dex Henry, your host of the NBA Exchange. We are moving through the year. Can you believe it or not already? This is going to be the last show of March. The final show of March, guys. And that means April is right here. April is right around the corner. That means playoff basketball is right around the corner. Man, forget all that March madness. Y'all were talking. I'm here for the April, I don't know what we call April. I have no idea. I was trying to come up with some clever name, but I do not have one. I'm here for the April excitement. I know that's not alliterative, but we'll work with that. The April excitement that is around playoff basketball, it is right here. It is a Wednesday. That means it's NBA with nuance time. That means my man Gerard Hector, as usual, joins me. So we were trying to decide what we were going to talk about today. We decided we are going to talk a little bit about playoff match that we want to see in the first round. We're not going too deep in the second round. Potential playoff matchups in the first round that we would want to see. So joining me to talk about that is my guy, Gerard Hector. He is there uh, this week. We talked about the weather the last couple of weeks. It's still cold. Yeah, it's man. Still, still cold. cold. Still too cold. Still too cold. <laughs> We're not really here for that. Uh, you know, you said you said it's about to be April already. You know, it makes you think of that that uh, that song, Time Keeps On Slipping, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. it. It's just, that's just how it goes. It's just you know, you wake up and it's like, oh, New Year's there. Then it's like, damn, we already about to be in April. Listen, it April. is. It, I used to tell some people this, like, you know, when you're younger and you're in school, it mm-hmm. seems like time takes forever. The school year would last so long. Summer break was so short. Man, the minute you get out of college, time is on crack. That shit just flies by. <laughs> it all it all changes once you get out of college. Like it really does. It all changes. It, it felt so long. But all changes, man. So, you know, we'll see. But we got a, we got a lot to talk about, including uh, the fact that before we decided what teams and match we're going to talk about, I apparently stole some of Gerard's uh, teams. Y'all can guess what team that was. <laughs> or, one, or one of two. You can guess what team that was. Uh, so, so you know what that is. So what we're going to do is Gerard and I have each picked three first-round matchups, East or West, doesn't really matter, that we would really like to see. And we're going to discuss why. Do we think that's intriguing? Will people want to watch it? Will it be placed on NBA TV? Which series go to die? Mm. We will do, We will discuss all that uh, today. So, Gerard, um, I'll start with you first. What's your first series uh, that you got 
as your dream first round match? Well, I don't know about dream, but I think intriguing. So Golden State Warriors versus the Utah Jazz. Um, you know, the Warriors have been slipping lately, five and ten in their last 15 games. They're about 18th in offensive rating and 19th in defensive rating during that same time span, just struggling. Uh, the Draymond Green, um, he hasn't played as well as he did pre-injury. Of course, we know Steph is out. Um, and the kids are good, Kaminga and Moody and Poole and the young guys. But, you know, listen, we're we, we talking about playoffs now. We're trying to win the championship, which is what Golden State looked like, an actual championship contender for a large part of the season. Right now, not quite looking the same. And Utah, we know that this is such an important postseason for them because if they flame out again in round one and don't or don't advance to the conference finals, look, it, it, we're going to have to have a lot of questions about does that Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell pairing work? Does Quinn Snyder work? There are a lot, a lot of questions to be asking. You know, with Danny Ainge now over there uh, in the front office, you know, Mr. I was about to make a trade 75 times, but no trade actually happens. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. So I, I would love to see that matchup. And from a basketball on the floor standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, Rudy Gobert, we know what the Warriors do when they go small ball, right? Will they play, quote unquote, play Rudy off the floor, right? Um, that that will be in- interesting to see. So I, I'd be curious to see that that matchup. Yeah, that's an interesting one to me. It's one I hadn't thought of. But I do like any matchups that will make things interesting for Utah in that way. So, because you know when that happens, you're going to get all the Rudy Gobert haters out there. It's like, oh, see, Rudy can't do anything. And Gerard and I have talked about this on the show before. He can't do anything. He can't cover on the perimeter and totally ignore the perimeter deficiencies, which scare me in terms of believing in the Utah Jazz. Totally ignore that. The Warriors seem like a team that's tailor-made to lack of a better term, fuck shit up for them, right? Mm. Like, they seem like a team they, that, but that could do that. Only, only if they're fully healthy. I mean, and we Good don't, point I mean, too. We don't what know, if Draymond right? is not playing like how he's playing all NBA defense? I mean, he was a runaway defensive player of the year winner through January. Then he gets hurt. He hadn't quite been that since he's gotten back. And remember, mm-hmm. Draymond's 32, Clay's 32, Steph's 34, right? These guys, over, over their five-year span where they went to five straight finals and they won three titles, they played 93 playoff games. That's an extra season, season plus. plus. And that's right. and that's playoff games. That ain't regular season games where you're going hard. And we know the best predictor of future injury is previous injury. I'm not saying that guys are going to get hurt again in the playoffs, but the idea that you're depending on those three guys to be fully healthy come playoff time, you know, your, your odds of that happening are low. It's interesting because I see our Emmanuel Olivo checking in uh, on here and been watching the show. He talks about what we're talking about here. If Utah gets bumped from the first round, Gobert is either gone or Mitchell demands a trade. I know this is something for way down the road, but I do think if they get bumped for the first round, doesn't I don't think it matters who they play. <laughs> Anything if they get bumped from the first round is absolutely disappointed. And I think, yeah, somebody's gone. But I think we should also know, Emmanuel, Quinn Snyder might be yeah. the one to just yep. say, yep. hey, I'm going out of here too. You know, you you you, you want you you wonder wonder well what that is. Oh, it's, I, I didn't realize who Manny was. Manny from the sports hit list. What's up, Manny? Good 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 to see you. Uh, I was on the sports hit list uh last week. Manny's a good dude out there, big Raiders fan. I don't know who's that whose basketball team is, but a good dude. Um, it, um you know yeah. the thing about that Dexter is, is that the question yeah. then becomes if you're gonna move one of the two, who are you gonna get stuff for? The most for because if you're if you're gonna break this up, you have to get a lot of stuff back in return. 
Yeah. Is there a is there a big trade market for Rudy Gobert? Look, and this is not saying that Rudy Gobert isn't good. Rudy Gobert is excellent. But when you have him as your big making super max money, your team has to be tailor-made to have either excellent perimeter and point of attack defenders so that he can do his job best, right? Does your team properly have the right pieces to fit? This is where fit comes in, where you can probably get way more in return for Donovan because he's much easier to plug and play anywhere. I think you do get way more for Donovan. I do think it makes sense. It's this is We're now getting to a broader conversation. How good is that for the league where you have a, a top, whatever you want to say, 15 player, uh, really damn good young player in a market like Utah, and they can't keep him? You know, they haven't been able to keep any of the guys. Deron Williams left. Um, you know, now we're talking about, you know, Spider possibly leaving. Gordon Hayward also didn't stay there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not necessarily um, a good a good look for the league. But, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, you get more for Mitchell than I think you'll do, do with Gobert right now. But, I, look, the point that Manny brings up is right. There will be changes. Now, you could say there's no shame, Gerard, in losing to a Golden State a team that has championship medal as, as a matchup you brought up. But look, if they don't get it done, there's going to be changes. So no we've, already, no we've already seen the formula of what teams can do to make things difficult. Okay. Here's my, here's my dream. My dream is probably a, a stretch of a word here, but we dream and treating whatever you want to do. Dream first round matchup. And I'm here. I'm here for the drama. That's what I'm here for. Right. Philadelphia 76ers versus the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> can we make this happen? Please, you please want that for the basketball gods? Oh yes, basketball gods, deliver us this. We need Kevin Durant talking spicy at Joel Embiid. We need James Harden being salty. We know Kyrie Irving could be. It would have been better if Kyrie wasn't been able to play in the games in New York. It would have made it a little <laughs> bit more intriguing. But I'm I'm all for this. This is two teams. Obviously, you got the trade going on. Will Ben Simmons play? There's all the drama. The Philly crowd would be booing Ben Simmons if he plays. Vociferously, the Brooklyn Nets crowd, you know, whatever crowd is that there is of them, will be actually giving a lot of heat to the Sixers. It will be so interesting. I just want to see this for all the drama, everything that's going on between the two teams. And here's the thing, Gerard, and you know this, right? Whatever we talk about in the playoffs with Harden, He's got to perform big. There's a lot of pressure on him, and particularly the pressure of stakes rise even more if we're talking about against Brooklyn, the team that he wanted out of, for, as we have said in the show, for legitimate reasons, right, that he wanted out. It's not crazy he wanted out, but there's a lot of pressure on him. What do you think about this matchup? Are you intrigued to see this? Not even just because of the spiciness. This is also two really good teams with a lot of star power, and so it makes it intriguing because of that. I mean, of course, the spiciness is what all the casual fans and people who just like drama in their lives want to see. People like our boy Brian Fonseca, who like to see WWE style, you know, fights and all kinds of silliness like that. So, yeah, from that standpoint, sure. Um, from the basketball standpoint, I think it'll be interesting as well to see, you know, does Philly have enough shooting, right? Yeah, and beating hard and do their thing, but do they have enough spacing on the floor? You know, again, I say this all the time. Based on contracts, Tobias Harris should be the third most important player on that team, but he's not. It's Tyrese Maxey, right? And that to me is like, all right, what are you getting out of Harris? Like, and then again, Maxey is as good as he is. He's a second year player. Are we so confident that, you know, he can be the third best guy on a legit title team? We don't know. So, from that standpoint, it, it would be great to see. Now, on the Brooklyn side with Kevin Durant and Kyrie being able to be able to play, 
uh, all games, home and, and, and away, because of the lifted vaccine mandate in the city. That makes Brooklyn a, a potent offense. But, you know, they need time to gel because as much as, you know, the, 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 the team is, is happy that they have Kyrie back and it's got, it's still, it's not what it's been all season, right? They still need to kind of get into a flow of, all right, who's doing what, who's cutting off where, who's doing this, who's doing that. Um, So it's, it it will be an interesting matchup and there's pressure everywhere. You know, you mentioned James Harden. I looked at his numbers, actually, Dexter, his regular season averages and his postseason averages. And it isn't the stark difference that everyone thinks that it is. As everyone knows, your efficiency tends to drop in the playoffs, right? Absolutely, because yeah. you don't you're not playing Houston, Orlando, Oklahoma City, Indiana, Sacramento, all these terrible shitty teams that you get to feast on during the regular season, they're not there in the in the postseason. Every defense you play is good, right? So I think it's 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 definitely so that that changes. But Harden's numbers postseason wise on an average basis are pretty much in line with the regular season numbers. Now where his issues stem from is that the no-shows in big games, you know, where he's like one of 11 from three or whatever, right? He's shooting 8% from the, those kinds of things. Or when he's able to, the team is down 20, and he sort of like gets empty stats late in the game that's already been decided and you aren't going to win, right? So he's got to play better in bigger moments. And, you know, this will be, look, if he peters out this postseason and Philly doesn't get to the conference finals, that's going to be that postseason stain is going to be really, really hard for him to wash off. All right, but if this season, if this matchup happens, right? Who you who who are you going with? Because when I hear you say all that, I'm inclined to be like, yeah, Gerard's taking the Nets. I I I, I mean, I, I hear that. I, hear I mean, that. you, you know, I'm not betting against KD, so no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, nah, we're gonna do it. And, and it's a good point Manny brings up here. Who do you think more pressure is on if this series were to happen? Pressure on the Sixers with Doc Rivers, which Manny brings up a good point. It's got a lot of pressure. I think he's been a little bit too much on him. Harden and Bede, who's more the pressure on? Or is it Brooklyn that they kind of finally got a breakthrough with these stars? You know, it's funny. Like, so Brooklyn, Kyrie and Katie and Kyrie have pressure, but in a different way. Like, they've won titles. They don't have pressure to win titles. They've already won in their career. But they have pressure to win because everyone assumed that once they joined together, they were going to win a bunch of titles. But that, they never predicted that. They didn't go down. It wasn't like LeBron in Miami with the, saying not one, not two, not three. It was none of that. Right. They came together and said, we want to try to do something here and build something, hopefully win some championships. Right. Well, it hasn't quite happened yet. And you can say, look, they've been unlucky right now. Some of the unluckiness has been their own doing Kyrie Irving. But, you know, last season, let's 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 be real. They were just unlucky last season. Everybody's like, oh, it's not going to work. You know, three guys that want the ball. Like when those three dudes played on the floor together, it was sublime brilliance. Right. Like you saw how they buzzed through the Celtics in the first round. And Harden gets hurt the first second of the second round against the against the uh, Bucks. They go up 2-0 with just KD and Kyrie. And then when Kyrie gets hurt, KD damn near beats the Bucks by himself. So, I mean, you know, it's it's this team is excellent. And when you have two guys like KD and Kyrie, you you have a chance, right? You 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 have a chance. So, you know, I think for the in terms of who's in terms of pressure, right? Like the pressure is definitely going to be on Doc, right? In the in the sense that, look. Doc got that chip in Boston, and yes, we know, when healthy, they would never be able to beat that, that mm-hmm. line that Doc loves to throw out there. But you've also blown 3-1 leads multiple times, my guy. Like, it's it's going to start, you know, this is going to start looking kind of funny. So, you know, and Doc's a little bit stubborn with certain things, right? 
listen, DeAndre Jordan can't be getting no minutes in this series. Right? Like, I mean, I just well, no. well the I last mean, couple years we've seen he could he could barely play. Net Nets fans know that. Uh very well. You can't I mean, play they, him they, the they, they probably they probably like, please put DeAndre on the floor so we can get him <laughs> in pick and roll every time. Well <laughs> that and, and this is what we, we can get into this uh, well, as we get close to playoffs, but that is an issue for the Sixers. I do not like the backup center situation. Uh, I do not think they have enough athleticism off the bench. That that's I'd love. The well, they do if they play Paul Reed, but they won't play him. No, they're not playing. Well, that's part of the stubbornness you're talking about, right? Maybe not being able to adapt and adjust to certain things. All right, Gerard, what's your second uh, intriguing slash dream matchup uh, well, for the playoffs? We're going to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. Let's say I would like them to play Milwaukee again. Two the two seven matchup. Um, you know, everyone talks about, uh, Manny over here said a shoe size away, you know, I don't want to make it that reductive, a shoe size away. Right. Like, I mean, there's so many other factors that were involved there beyond Kevin Durant shoe size, but you know, Durant was excellent in that series last year. We saw it, um, the last, uh, what was it? Four games of that series. It was him, James Harden on one leg and just some, just some other guys. Now I want to be fair about just some other guys. If you look back, Jeff Green was excellent in that series had a game where he hit like 20 something points and was like five of six from three or something like that like listen they're gonna need some other people patty mills um you know seth curry they're gonna have to have some big games in a series like this against the bucks but i'd love to see fully healthy kd and Kyrie uh against the bucks again because they again the nets were the only team last season to push the bucks to seven games no other team did it. Everybody else got yeah. beaten six or fewer. Oh, you're right about that. Uh, I was there for that fantastic game five performance by KD, which was just masterful. Um, I'm here for seeing this. I, the thing is, when I look at the Bucks and I was watching them last night against the Sixers, um, I, they, I hate using this because this, this is very commonly used in NBA circles and sports circles. Like, oh, they've got that championship medal now. But there's something to that in terms of they look like they've got things figured out, right? And some of that has been, you've seen that this season, right, where they haven't been, you know, laser-focused, not really dominating teams. I think they know what they have to do and when they're healthy. They can play defense down the stretch. I trust them to get stops. I trust their role players down the stretch because we've seen it before, whether it's Pat Connaughton, whether it's Grayson Allen now, Bobby Portis. We know our boy Brian loves Bobby Portis. But these are guys who now play off proven and done these things. And so – that concerns me a little bit in a series with Brooklyn, but we also know that the Brooklyn's big dogs, they've also been playoff proven. There's no doubt in that. Some of the role players you might have some concerns about, but they've been playoff proven. And so I think that would be a fantastic first and, round. And it's, it's interesting, man. He said Seth Curry will do what Harris couldn't do last year. Maybe. Huh. Um, he let, Let's assume that Seth shoots better. I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. Right. What, what Harris and what the Nets' problems is, problems are right now is last year with Harris on the floor they have size on the wing Seth Curry and Mm -hmm. Patty Mills are small and they're going to get picked on 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 the wing right so defensively I'm not out here telling you that Joe Harris is an all defensive player but Joe Harris is six seven right and long arms like yo that scoring over length in this league is hard right so having a big body like Harris out there in front of somebody just makes it more difficult than scoring over Patty Mills or Seth Curry so defensively, it's going to be a little bit of, 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 of a problem. So the question is, can you make it up with their offense? We'll see. We'll have to see. Yeah, I have some concerns about the Nets defensively because of what you just mentioned, the size. You know, you're, and they're playing a lot of minutes with Drogic. 
You're seeing Curry out there as well, too. They are um, Dragic, Curry, Mills, and Irving. You are small out there. Yep. Very small. Yep. And you say so you got to be clicking on all cylinders on offense. Okay. My second dream matchup. This this is one of the ones Gerard was salty about. And I, I'm double just really salty. <laughs> but I, I picked his Memphis Grizzlies versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, this is a tailor-made in a way, Brian Fonseca series, right? <laughs> Taylor May. Like, it's not, you know, and, and this maybe not because of the fighting, uh, but I think there will be a lot of chirping. I'm here for this because I really think, I really think the league needs a good series between some teams that just don't like each other or not even necessarily hate each other, right, Gerard? But more of the, yeah. they have the confidence, the bravado, the belief, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right, that they can do a lot, that they can go deep. Minnesota, the way they've been playing recently, they've been playing tough. They have a lot of I don't give a damn out there. We already know Memphis has come with that. And the thing that I really like about Memphis, why they have that I don't give a damn out there, is the fact that they've been winning without John Morant. So this really only builds and increases the confidence. So now what you want to see with Memphis is when they're tested, not just against talent, but another team that has that, well, we don't give a damn here too. We're trying to get here too. Pat Bev trying to get under John Morant's skin. Dylan Brooks trying to get under Pat Bev's skin. Can he get under Carl Anthony Towns' skin? Are we going to see two really good bigs in John, excuse me, in Triple J who we know our man Gerard loves, right? <laughs> and Carl Anthony Towns who's had a really good season. Um, there's a lot of good things for me to like here. It's just the young talent. It's the scrappiness of these teams. It's the shit talking that you'll see from these teams that I think is, can really make an intriguing first round series. Now, when I mentioned this last week when we did NBA with Nuance, what did Gerard say? Gerard said, I hope NBA TV. this is not on NBA TV, <laughs> right? And I'm like, and then I thought about it and was like, yeah, this is prime to be on NBA TV. It will. And, it will. Which, while all the things I said, Gerard, and I think you'll agree with me, right? All the things I just said are positive for the league, positive for the league in the playoffs. But then the negative is if you do get this series, and you put it on NBA TV. Like, how good is it if it's a series that nobody's going to watch because they don't know where NBA TV is? Right. Like, with all that being said, is this one that still would excite you, especially as the Grizzlies fan that we know that you are? <laughs> Shout out to my Grizzly Cubs. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I it, this would be an exciting, exciting matchup. You mentioned it. Look, Anthony Towns is playing like an all-NBA. He's going to make one of the all-NBA teams. Book it. Like, he's yeah. been that good this season. D'Angelo Russell. Um, and it's not, and, 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 you know, Anthony Edwards, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, like every, uh, Beasley, all those guys fit, man. And they're, they're getting along and they're playing well. Pat Bev is giving them a kind of moxie. You see cat talking junk now that's Pat Bev inspiring. I'm like, yo man, talk, talk your talk, cat. I got you. Right. And when you have that guy putting a battery up your back and you're already supremely talented, like Carl Anthony Towns is this, this team's a problem. This ain't going to be no cakewalk for my Grizzlies. What I love about Memphis is, of course, the connectiveness in which they have. You mentioned the record without John Morant. What that says to me, Dexter, is isn't that, oh, the Grizzlies are better without Morant. What it says is this is a team that is connected and plays for one another, right? That's what that tells me. They are bought into everybody's success. See, that's the thing about basketball that people don't kind of see and realize. Like, it's a working environment, right? And y'all know if you work at at wherever you work, there are cats you, you you rock with at your job and other cats who you don't really, you ain't out there cheering or rooting for their success. This team, you can see it. They love it when everybody succeeds. Now, 
the 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 realities of an NBA season and NBA life may eventually beat that out of them over time. But right now they have it. And you can see it particularly on the defensive end. And you that's, that's how you can tell. You can tell when the team is connected when you watch them defensively. When someone isn't willing to sell out for their brother, that's how you know eh, them dudes ain't they ain't together like that. But this Grizzlies mm-hmm. team, they are in fact together like that, grouped in. Now, one thing does concern me, Dexter. Mm-hmm. Grizzlies being real coy about this John Morant thing. Oh, knee injury. He'll be out two weeks. Like, that's not a diagnosis. You're not telling us anything. And you mm-hmm. I've talked about this before. The way in which he plays the game and the way he lands, listen, that worries me. John Morant's not a big dude. He's slight. He's like 6'2", 6'3", maybe 170 soaking wet. All right? right. Like maybe. Right. Like, it's just, it, it's, it's a lot of torque, and he falls hard to the ground often. Listen, running into these big, massive dudes in the NBA and falling on the ground, that shit hurts, man. All right? Like, and you keep getting that over and over and over. Mm, it's it's problematic. So I'm I'm hoping this knee injury isn't a big deal, and we'll see. You know when 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 he comes back, what the, what the situation is. But this should be an excellent first round matchup. It will be on NBA TV because of the market sizes, and it's a shame because the casual fan. If you're someone who's out here like, oh, I like college ball better than the NBA. Those guys try, they play hard, but all that stupid nonsense that people say. Watch this series, and this will this will devoid your whole mind of any of that college better. <laughs> I, I hope I hope that it would. I hope not because this is too. You have great, you know. Manny in the chat was talking about just we haven't seen that in a while. Two really good young teams going at each other with young stars. John Morant is now made that jump into the superstar territory. I, I truly believe that uh, Triple J has made the ascent into. He should be. I've been clamoring for this for weeks, and Gerard knows. I've been watching Triple J closely this year. I talked to him about how impressed I was with his defensive ability in numbers. You guys, if you've been watching and following the show, I spoke with Sharon Brown about that from the Memphis Flyer uh, a couple weeks back. We talked about this, how impressed I am with him. He should be a defensive player of the year candidate. People are not talking about Certainly him. Certainly been on an all-defensive team for sure. Oh, absolutely. And it's kind of been annoying me that he hasn't been talked about enough. Um, if you've been watching the games, you will see the, you will see the impact. Particularly late, you will see the impact. I've seen some clutch defensive plays from this guy. All that being said, there's a lot of young talent here, Gerard. And that's what the NBA should be trying to market, not put it on NBA TV. Um, you, the kids, the kids like John Morant too. That's another thing. They the do. kids like John Morant. So you got, he, he you got, a, he's got one of the here. top selling jerseys in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. And again, he's young, he's exciting. Look, it, this is definitely better for TNT, but they, again, the market size dictates that, right? Memphis and Minnesota are just are not large enough markets, so they're that, that series is going to. NBA TV. It's going to NBA TV. Also, I will note, I love the fact that the city of Memphis seems to be really behind this team. I talked to somebody I know that is in Memphis about that recently, but how behind the team the city is. And someone you get that connection, that's always dope, too, um, in, ter- in terms of policy. Listen, that's man, why I hope they can go deep and make the playoffs. Your you, you man about to be down there to cover cover some Grizzlies game for the playoffs. I, I'm, I'm saying it now, man. I'm going down there. Round one, get me in there. Games one and two. Gonna be out there. I mean, you know, media. Uh, so I ain't gonna be rooting. I ain't gonna be rooting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if but if Beale, <laughs> but if Beale Street could talk, it would uh, it, it'd be letting y'all know how Gerard's gonna be down there. Yeah, if Beale Street can talk. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gerard. What's your what's your what's your third matchup that you have? Uh, third, third most intriguing first round matchup. I'd love to see the Dallas Mavericks and Denver Nuggets. Um, and I like this matchup because look. 
Dallas is getting to that stage now where this will be Luca's third playoff appearance in his first four seasons, right? Which, by the way, it's pretty impressive that in your first four years in the league, you made the playoffs three times. But people are going to start getting on him about, oh, but Luca's not that good. He hasn't advanced past the first round yet. Meanwhile, the greats, and I think he's the greatest player of all time. Yo, Michael Jordan lost in the first round mad times before he got to, right? Before he got to, hell, he didn't make the playoffs a bunch before he even got there, right? So, like, let's not, let's cut all that crap out about, you know, oh, if you don't win in the, right away, you're somehow some kind of de- character deficiency. Dexter, you know, we talk about this. It's amazing how a team award, like a championship, gets hoisted upon an individual. If you win it, that means you are great. If you lose or don't win it, it means you have some kind of character deficiency or character flaw. It's just so stupid when you realize, one, it's not just about one person. You need a team. And two, you need a tremendous amount of luck in order to win a championship. And that's something that people just can't wrap their brains around. That's a different conversation for a different day. But this matchup, I think, would be great, mainly because I love what Jokic is doing. You know, it's funny. In our group chat, Dexter, every three hours, my mind changes. It's like, all right, right now it's Jokic, Giannis, (laughs) Embiid. I think this morning I said, guys, nope, it's Giannis, Jokic, Embiid is third now. Like Every so often it changes because, God, these guys are so good, which, by the way, is the reason we should have an Offensive Player of the Year award. Like we need, we got to start like separating some of this stuff out because some of this stuff out. guys I'll, are having I'll, I'll great seasons yep. and not getting rewarded for it. Cause two, two of these dudes are going to be like, damn, I had a pretty good year and I ain't getting MVP. That's just how it's going to go. But Denver, what Jokic has done with that Denver squad with literally without his second and third best player. And this is no offense to bones Highland and Will Barton and Austin rivers. And rivers. I mean, Aaron but, Gordon, but come right. on, man, like these, these ain't nah, that's not right. These dudes right. ain't right. You take Jokic off that team. That's a lottery team. Okay, lottery, lottery, lottery. No, like hot picking high. Probably top three or four. I mean, Easy. it's just so what he's doing is amazing, and what Luca and Jason Kidd have done with the defense, turning that around. I just would love to see the Jokic Luca matchup to see which heliocentric star, because they're both heliocentric, but in a different way, is able to elevate their team over the other. And this is assuming, of course, that Porter Jr. and Murray don't come back, which we're getting conflicting reports. Porter Jr. may be back before Murray. We don't know what have you. We'll see. If, if Murray, if Porter Jr. does come back, though, mm-hmm. and he's able to shoot it as well as he did last year, what an outlet that'll be for Jokic to help relieve some of the scoring load. Yeah, it, it, absolutely, it absolutely would. It'll be very interesting. I think this is a good one. So we have, we have some overlap here, my last my last one, because we both it both involves the Mavericks. Um, I think this would be good. You're going to have that storyline that you mentioned about Will Luka win his first round series and the knocking at the door? The thing about Luka in these series is we've seen the individual brilliance of him. He just hasn't been able to do it. And you can hear some questionable supporting cast the last couple of years. The supporting cast has been playing better, which I find very interesting. But it's also, well, what if Jokic can elevate his team in this supporting cast? As you said, Gerard, which has not been that great. No disrespect to those guys. It just hasn't been that great. If he can elevate them to even a second round matchup, well, I know that doesn't count for the MVP because it's a regular season award, but right. that that's still very, 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 very impressive if he could do that. Look, I've been impressed with what he's done all year, right? Like, I I don't know how he's doing it, elevating his team. You look at these guys, you got to be really impressed with what he's done all year. With that being said, I said there's some overlap here. I also have the Dallas Mavericks as my – uh, last dream first round matchup, but I got him against the Utah Jazz, and I got him against the Utah Jazz because of. I was going to overlap with some of the things Gerard said before. 
Utah Jazz, as I've said, have had a lot of perimeter problems, right? They, they really have struggled to guard on the perimeter. We know that. We know how great Rudy Gobert is. But I think this is a matchup that is tailor-made for Luka Doncic to go off to give them buckets, get everybody involved. But also what I like in Dallas's favor is they've got guys in the perimeter that are playing really well. Spencer Dinwiddie has been fantastic for them, particularly in the clutch. Jalen Brunson's been a really good player for them all year. If you've been watching this team, Dorian Finney-Smith has played very well, and he can guard. <laughs> what would the Jazz be if they had a player like Dorian Finney-Smith? Shit, way better. <laughs> way better, right, Gerard? Yeah, they'd, they'd be way so better. much better there, right? They're a guy, they're a team that could really utilize him. Um, so I like this, and I think this matchup in a way would <laughs> accelerate the flaws or expose more of the flaws of the Jazz, right? Like, I think with the Jazz, one of the things about this playoff thing, and tell me if you agree with me or not, Gerard, is that we all see the problems with them. We've all discussed this. We've watched the games, right? Them prolonging it or getting to a second round and masking it just only delays the inevitable which is yep. that you kind of yep. need to break this up. You kind of need yep. to blow this up. We kind of need yep. to move on. And I think this is a perfect series for Dallas. Now, if Utah is able to win this series, while I said all that, delaying the inevitable and all that, and I still think they have the issues that they will have, I do think it's something that they can hang their hat on a bit, especially if they're able to stop Luka. We know nobody stops yeah. an NBA yeah. superstar, but if they're able to frustrate him, be able to come up with some defense. I wouldn't bet on that, folks. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on that at all. Not, not Utah. Perimeter D, not Utah. But it's intriguing. And I think who has home court advantage in this series is also an interesting thing to keep an eye on as we come down the stretch of the season uh, right, right now. Because Utah currently is in the fifth spot. They are two games behind the Mavericks. And the Mavericks, you know, I think they badly would want home court advantage, something they haven't had in their last couple of playoff series. So, We'll see. But I think it's anything with Lucas interesting. Anything with the drama of the Jazz is interesting. And there's a lot. There, there's more pressure on the Jazz to me than there is Luca for the reasons that Gerard mentioned in that, yeah, sometimes some young superstars struggle and they'll make it past the first round. It's not crazy. It doesn't take away from the greatness of Luca. I mean, it, the, the problem is for Luca is that he was drafted the same year as as Trey Young and Trey took the took the Hawks to the conference finals in his first playoff run. Right. But then but then you look at what the Hawks are doing this year and shit playing i mean right so it's right. at least luca's been consistent you know we get to the playoffs every year right so like he, he got there's that. been some consistency there's right. been consistency one more man our, our boy manny mentioned this and uh it was he said clippers mavs which i know people would want to see for the the mm-hmm. reasons of last year now with paul, and paul george is back, back that does there's some there's some intrigue there i can see that one i also think i man you mentioned one with the heat before i think you said heat boston or philly boston um, Heat Boston is very interesting because both teams can be scrappy. You know, our man Brian Fonseca will want to see a fight. You down and get in the court, punch somebody or something like and that. And the Heat, listen that that little dust up that went on. Yo, yo, keep your eye that? on that. Let's, I'm not. Let's... I'm. I'm not sure that that isn't a problem. That, that's that's exactly my point. I'm not saying it is a problem, but right. I'm not sure it isn't one either. Right. Like that. That's been my thing on this. Like. Let's keep our eye on that. I'm not sure it isn't a problem. That's something I definitely want us to get into next week. I think when we have just a couple games left, because how they're looking to close the season, everybody, everybody, including our man Brian Fonseca, the first people to come out and say, hashtag heat culture. That's all good and well, right? But what happens when that culture is tested? And I think Mm -hmm. that's what Gerard is talking about. When that culture is tested, how is that going to look? We will see. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to give our NBA picks. Gerard, how did you help? Did you help the people win some money last night? Did, they, did you? Son, uh... <laughs> once, like, once again, I hit y'all with winners last night. I said Mavericks minus 11 or 12 and a half, whatever it was. They're going to blow the Lakers out. I said triple-double for Luka. Mavs I win. That. I, took, I took that. I took your advice and took that. I, I and you won that. money, did you not? I, and I, I said I second game. I said uh, Rudy Gobert blocks and steals look at like 17 plus combined on that and down to Mitchell plus 25 points. But listen, man, stick with me, kids. You win in every week. One, at least one time I'm getting you a winner for one of those TNT doubleheader games. Hey, well, that's uh, that's, that's some very lofty expectations. Uh, Gerard <laughs> has now set for himself. We'll see if he picks you a winner when we come back here on the NBA Exchange. <laughs> Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the NBA Exchange. All you got to do is sign up now and use the promo code NBAEX. Prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play. And download the Prize Picks app today. That's right. Use that prize picks code NBAEX with that money match. And you know, when you're looking at that stuff like the over-unders, you know, you might want to listen to Gerard because he wins you money. Now there's no there's no money back guarantee, you know, and it's just to let y'all know, you know what I'm saying? If you lose the money, uh, you can't like hit up Gerard <laughs> and you're, you're asking for the refund. Yeah, man, I'll be coming over here looking for no refunds. I ain't got I can't help you on that. <laughs> can't help you on that. But he will say that he will get you some wins. So looking at Wednesday night. There's some interesting games. These games get very interesting in terms of betting when we are coming down the stretch of the season. Uh, seven, eight games left for a lot of teams here. What's your first game of the night here tonight, Gerard? Memphis Grizzlies taking on the San Antonio oh, Spurs. <laughs> Grizzlies are five and a half point favorites. Take that. I think they beat the Spurs tonight. But watch out for any player props including, uh, involving DeJounte Murray. Listen, he is a crafty point guard. I mean, crafty makes it sound like he's like not very good or athletic. He's extremely good. Triple double, a walking triple double. He's he's excellent. So look for look for any player props to triple doubles on on Dejounte Murray, and look for. So I would say Grizzlies win triple double Dejounte Murray if you want to go single game parlay and Jaron Jackson Jr. if he plays uh, fifteen plus points. See what see what kind of odds you get on that. Uh, but I like the Grizzlies minus five and a half, and then take the under. I like I like that there. I'm I'm a little intrigued with that line. The Spurs are motivated. Um, they can get into the play now. Thanks, Lakers. Um, they 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 are uh, now. I believe they're tied with the Lakers uh, for the for that tenth spot. Yo, the Lakers so, might not even make the play-in. This is yo. They were the loss with the Nets. They were the Las Vegas betting favorites to start the season. It's crazy. Crazy. This is wild. It's crazy. I was, I'm trying to get you to be like, uh, if the Lakers get in, you know, they're gonna make a run behind the greatness of listen, King James. Uh, you, you, I'm listen, just trying to get you to say it, man. Listen, listen. You know, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't worship at the LeBron James propaganda altar. All right, uh, nah, 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 nah. We not, we not doing that. We not doing that. Oh, yeah, I keep keep your eye on the Spurs, but I like that line at minus five and a half for the Grizzlies. 
honestly, I like I like the Grizzlies so much in terms of betting right now, even if they don't have John Morant. You're yeah. not scared. You know, if they had John, that line's probably going up to maybe about seven and a half, mm-hmm. eight, eight mm-hmm. and a half, maybe if not more. Um, the last time these two teams played, they played a very competitive game, uh, but the Grizzlies were able to take over down the stretch. This and that game was in San Antonio too. So I like I like them there on that. So I think that's a good one. All right, my first game of the night is the Denver Nuggets. They are nine and a half point favorites versus the Indiana Pacers. Now, normally, you guys know me. What do I preach here? If you think the line is too high, look at that alternate spread, right? You might want to do that here. This one, nah, nah. It's Indiana. They haven't been doing shit at all whatsoever, right? Everybody's out on that team. Miles Turner just, uh, they shut him down for the season. They're putting a basically a G League team out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, and the uh, Pacerettes. That's what's out there right now. <laughs> I bang this. I like how Denver's been playing. Denver is motivated. They also want to see if they can move up. They are technically, by record, guys, 45 and 31. So they are tied with the Utah Jazz. They are trying to move up to fifth. The Jazz do have the tiebreaker, but they're motivated to try to move up to fifth. You could get that dream first round matchup that Gerard talked about with. The Mavs and the Nuggets, which I think would be a fantastic series, actually. So you can get that. I think they're motivated. I think they murder the Pacers here. Bang that nine, minus nine and a half. Denver on the road. I can see this easy. Look at a Jokic triple-double. Now, Gerard told y'all last night to look at the Luka Doncic triple-double. Now, what was impressive about that, I took that. I almost wish I'd put more on that. Took that. Luka Doncic got that triple-double in 24 minutes. Yep. I'm going to say this right now. This could be such a beatdown. I could see Jokic doing that in a really quick time as well, too. Maybe throw a couple dollars on that Jokic triple-double. Look at that. That might be good good for you to get. Wouldn't hurt. But I see the Nuggets smashing the Pacers here. Minus nine and a half. Go bang that one. What you got next, Gerard? The machine that is the Phoenix Suns. Four and a half point favorites over the Golden State Warriors. <clears throat> Look, it, it don't matter. The Suns will be down 10 going into the fourth quarter, whatever. You know when it's winning time, they just – Oh, we got to win this game now. They just execute down the stretch. They are a machine. Paul is back. Booker's here. Aiton. We know that the Warriors are without Steph Curry. Not sure what the Draymond Clay situation is, uh, but Draymond hasn't been playing well. And look, right now the series is 2-1 uh, Phoenix. Not that it wouldn't matter if the series is tied because Golden State has no chance of catching Phoenix anyway from the best record overall. But I like Phoenix to win this game, minus four and a half. Stay away from the over-under just because Again, the Phoenix Suns could play with their food for a little bit before they actually get serious and kick it in. Look for anything with Devin Booker scoring 25-plus tonight. He might get, he might go over 30 tonight. Um, and DeAndre Ayton, double-double. DeAndre Ayton, double-double. Looking for that. Can see that. This is a game I think most people would have been really excited for more if the Warriors were at full strength. They are not. Uh, Gerard is right. <laughs> Phoenix has been a machine. I feel like sometimes we don't even talk enough about the fact they've already reached 60 wins. They are 61 and 14. Dexter, they are eight and a half games clear of the next best team. Like, I don't think people understand how difficult it is to do that in the NBA. They're almost nine games clear of the team that is but second in record-wise to catch them. Like, it's they have been a machine this season. But they haven't been getting the respect about no. how do, how dominant that is. For what, no Chris what Paul, we still win. No Devin Booker, no. we still win. No DeAndre Ayton, we still win. We're winning. Yep. And they're they're obviously their their uh, adjusted, you know, rating is, net rating. is crazy. Mm-hmm. Net rating is absolutely crazy. Um, what is it like to say plus eight or nine per game? Plus eight. They have number three offense and number three defense in okay. the in the NBA. 
which look, when you have those kind of markers and you're number three in offense and defense, what does that say, folks? That usually says you're going to win the the teams that have those kinds of numbers and margins win the NBA championship. Yep, absolutely. You're elite, or you have a fantastic shot of getting to the finals, and your team play should translate well into playing against playoff basketball, which is Gerard and I always know gets tougher and efficiency does go down. But when you have those two high markers, you should do well. Yeah, Phoenix Suns, they've been in good bet all year. Why would you not listen to Gerard on this on, on this one? I'm with you on that. Uh last one of the night. Miami Heat Bryant's team versus the Boston Celtics. Mm. Celtics four and a half point favorites. Over under here, 214 and a half. Now, if you like defense, oh, you'll like this game. You should <laughs> like this game. Now, you might have one concern being that, okay, Robert Williams, Time Lord, now out, meniscus tear, just had surgery yesterday, should be back in a month. He's been a key for the Celtics defense. One of the major keys also has been Marcus Smart, who I think should get defensive player of the year votes. Uh, but this is a game where I'm going to stay away from the line here because. Here's my thing. It goes to something Gerard and I were just talking about. I don't know where the Heat are at, right? Like, I'm not really quite sure about where they're at. They had a blowout win the other night. I forgot who they played. They played a very bad team. They blew them out. People could say, oh, maybe they righted the ship. They bounced back. But here's the real test. What do they do against a good team in their mm-hmm. conference who plays really good defense? Let mm-hmm. me see what happens when the Celtics punch them in the mouth. What I've liked about the Celtics, and I really like things about the Celtics, is they've been punching people in the mouth. They've been locking people down. People can't score. Are the Heat going to be back at the level of defense they were playing three weeks ago? Before that, dust up, whatever the hell you want to call it. Are they going to do that? What I do trust here is defense overall, though. So that over-under at 214.5, I say bang the under here. Bang Mm -hmm. the under is voted very well for folks in Miami. I like that. Also look with anything in terms of player points in the over with Jason Tatum here. He's been cooking all year. I think he's moved himself up into maybe top 10 to 12 player category. Dare I say, he's looked really good. I think they're dangerous in the playoffs. We'll probably get more to the Boston Celtics either on Friday or Monday. We'll see. But I I bet the over under here, look at some player props around Tatum. Don't touch that line. I could see Mm -hmm. the Heat coming out motivated for this one on the road. And it wouldn't shock me if they win. It's a little bit close. If you really believe in one team, I say maybe go touch that money line. If you really do, because the line's only four and a half, it's right in that territory. But if, you know, I'd stay away and go with that over under. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you on that one. With me, with me on that one. All right, we'll see. You know, don't trust me. Trust Gerard. He's <laughs> the one out here saying that he's going to win you money. Every week I've been winning y'all money. If you, if you watch the Tuesday, the Tuesday TNT betting show with myself and Jenna Lemoncelli, you see it every week. At least one bet hits. Come on, man. That's all you can ask. You go. That's all you can ask for, man. All you can do is at least ask for one winner. We're trying to give you that. Um, let us know in the comments. You can check if you're watching this uh, on the po- listening on the podcast. We watch this later. Let us know what you think uh, about the dream matchups. We thank you to our guy Manny for checking in. We appreciate the comments during the show. Everybody else watching, we appreciate you. He is Gerard Hector. You don't know where to catch him. Seven Footers Podcast every Tuesday night with Jenna Lemoncelli. Catch him on. Bring it in on True Hoop on Fridays, 11 a.m. Doing great work. Uh, also, we got some good stuff we've been doing with True Hoop. Dirk interview. Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. some other good stuff coming that I'll be helping mm-hmm. out with soon yep. uh, with True Hoop. That's good. So please check it out. Subscribe to their work. Uh, it is really good. You guys should check that out, too. Also, you know where to check uh, Gerard out with me here every Wednesday. NBA Exchange. Nuance. No hot takes. No hot we ain't bringing takes. that. And please, let me just let, let me say something to people. And thank you, Manny, for the, the love on, on the great show. We appreciate you checking in. Um, just because the playoffs are coming. 
and matchups are coming doesn't mean that we're going to have these crazy hot takes. Doesn't mean we're going to say things like, you know, the Lakers are going to make a run to the championship. Even though I've been trying to get Javon to say it. Doesn't mean we're going to say <laughs> nah, that. Nah, You're nah, not getting that on this show. We're still bringing nope. you the nuance through the postseason. Nuance, nuance through the postseason is what we would do. That is my man, Gerard Hector. I am Dexter Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace.